everybody and welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz and I'm joined by my dude Tony Marchese. We are here to celebrate one win in the first game of the doubleheader and mourn the loss of the second game in the doubleheader. But I'll take a W in a doubleheader all day. So Tony, what did you think about today, man? What did you see? What you like? What you don't like? Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, Buzz? I, uh... Unfortunately, I wish these games were reversed because right now I'm pissed off. I'm really oh pissed boy. off. Um, we'll get into that. And it, it's really hard for me not to just go down this road right now because that second game was so embarrassing to me. And I caught more of the second game than I did the first. But let's get into the first game because, you know, if you want to if you want to start looking at positives today, game one, Dylan Cease. You know, he made it through those first two innings untouched. And that's something that uh, Johnny and I spent a lot of time on. Um, not only yesterday, but um, in, in previous episodes, was Dylan Cease getting through those first few innings. And he did that quite well today. Um, not exactly perfect. Very scary situation. But... You know, there's something to be said for a guy that can get out of a jam. And Dylan C. seems to be able to get out of jams now. I, I'd really like to see him just go 1-2-3, 1-2-3, 1-2-3, the order, put the first time through the order just down. But uh, I guess beggars can't be choosers. Um, Cease today, he finished five innings, gave up seven hits, only two runs, walked only one batter, struck out six. He did he did get touched up for a long ball. Not not a bad start. Um, you know he ends up with the win here. So what did what did you see out of Cease today? Because while I was impressed, there were there were still things that I saw that he could work on. But I'm curious uh, what what you had to what you have to say about it. Well, for the first game, I caught most of it at the office. I was able to pull it up on the. Uh on the computer and watch pretty much all of it there. Um, his control at first was just out of control. Um, he, he was having, you know, trouble hitting his spots. Uh, he did get, um, he did, I don't know if this is the first time Cease has done this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Wellington Castillo caught him today. And I think it's been primarily James McCann. Um, so it was a different catcher for him here today. Um, excuse me. And I just, I don't know, man. He didn't have it at first. The first inning, he threw a lot of pitches. Uh, I think he threw like 20-some-odd pitches in the first inning and got heavy worried. But you're right, he did get out of a jam. He did commit an error today, uh, go on a pickoff move. Um, 
committed an error. But other than that, he, he played well. He, you know, he struck out six. He started, like, as the game progressed, even though his pitch count was so high from that, I think, believe that first inning he threw so many pitches, his uh, pitch count was so high, he didn't, we didn't get to see him as long as I'd like to. You, you know they're watching his innings. I mean, he's kind of hinted at it. We all know this, they're watching his innings. But I saw good things out of him. He got out of a couple of jams. His stuff started getting better as the game was going along. So I, I can't complain. He picked up a dub here today. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all we want uh, out of Dylan Cease right now. Just uh, continue to, uh, you know, kind of figure it out at the major league level. That's, that's what we need out of him. Um, I'm glad he didn't give up. Um, any crooked numbers today? So I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at some positives because, you know, as we're talking about it, I'm I'm cooling down a little bit, but I know I'm gonna get riled back up in just a few minutes here. Now, the White Sox offense in the first game, another another game where you put up five runs. Um, the offense has been here. It's it hasn't slowed down. Um, you know, you put up five runs, you give yourself a good chance to win a ball game as long as your defense isn't just for shit and your pitching is good um but you know I, I really like the lineup construction in game one Garcia Anderson uh, I know I, I kind of griped on this yesterday I would have liked to have seen him and, and Ryan Goins switched in this lineup um Goins at two Anderson maybe at six but you know Eloy Jimenez and this is the reason I like this lineup Eloy Jimenez getting a chance to bat cleanup even though he went uh, 0 for in this game and left uh, left four on base, you know I want this guy getting some at bats. And uh, you know the more at bats he gets, the the better he's going to develop. Because man, Eloy just seems to be on a roller coaster right now. He's either really really good or really really bad. And you know I I feel like there's there's no better way than to get Eloy to where we want Eloy to be than to give him at bats. I mean it was the same thing that we saw with. Yohan Moncada last year. Bat him up towards the, the top of the order and get this guy as much exposure as you possibly can because we're going to need him next year when we're quote-unquote ready to compete. So, you know, there, there's something about giving guys experience at the major league level, Buzz, that you just you can't replace. No, I agree with that, man. Eloy's been struggling, but I think we've already said this a million times on the show. I just... I chalked it up as get him the most at bat you can. You know the uh, that that's Eloy's gift. That's his tool. Is his is his bat. So you know keep him up there. Just have him try to break out of this and learn major league pitching and do what he has to do to continue to improve. I mean it, it sucks, but it is what it is. But I do agree on how you said you liked the uh, how the lineup was constructed in the first game. I I agree with that. I I liked how it was too. I I love that Abreu shined in that first game as well. He had three ribbies. Uh, you know, he he played a really good game. So, it, I mean, it was nice, man. Uh, the first game was it was a good game to watch. Uh, yeah, and you know, you go to uh, bullpen A squad as we've labeled them: uh, yep. Marshall, Bummer, Calame. Just you know, a, a pretty decent game there for the White Sox. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and uh, you know, it, it was just it was good. You know, that, I I didn't really have too many gripes. Um, Eloy, I. Would have liked to have seen a little bit more out of him in that game, but uh, yeah, he was my pick to click. And, yeah, uh, that kind of yeah. got yeah, that got a little rough there. Um, <laughs> you know, just a few other things to touch on. Three for thirteen with runners in scoring position. Not quite what they did yesterday, but uh, still, um, you know, 
picking guys up, and that's what you need to see. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for the first game, Buzz. Yeah, it's always good to win. Now, let's, let's get into the, th the game that's just fresh in the mind here. Um, before we do that, before we do that, I just wanted to ask if you saw this, because just looking at bullpen A-Squad, did you see that Evan Marshall's Players Weekend um, jersey is forgetting Sarah? Yes, I did. I thought that I'm was just, a great touch. <laughs> Kudos and A-plus to you, sir. I might buy that. Yeah, that. I mean, that's... Well... You know, I'm not going to buy that, but I mean, it's, it's, that. Still, it's still pretty funny. It, it it's it's a good sense of humor. Um, yes, it, it should should make you laugh. It it definitely should make you laugh. Um, so yeah, I did see that, and you know, just touching on that, I think those jerseys are pretty good looking, man. Oh, they are. They're real nice, you man. know. You know, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if I'll pick one up, but you know, it, it's definitely because I'm not really a big fan of wearing players players weekend name on the back of a jersey. Yeah, we've like, kind of yeah. gone over we've kind of gone over the whole jersey thing. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe I'll get one put like you know my twitter handle on the back of it or something i don't know that'd be dope you know yeah that'd yeah, be cool you should, you should get one that says buzz i think i think that i have be a bunch of jerseys that say buzz that i got for my birthday and christmas i think i think you need the players weekend buzz jersey I, that'd I really be sweet do. i think you do um you know well, maybe it'll go on sale for christmas um, hell yeah i'm all go. for it um, so <laughs> let's, let's get into the bad. I don't, I don't know why I want to get into the bad so much. <laughs> let's get into bad. We, we were just laughing, but let's be depressed now. Yeah, let's get so into let's, bad. Let's get into bad. Let's get into, let's bad. Get into maybe, Hector maybe we'll Santiago. It, maybe we'll make it funny. Yeah, let's get into Hector Santiago. Now, Buzz, was there anybody else that you would have loved to see start this game besides Hector Santiago? Can you name anybody? I'd love to see Dylan Cove. Wait, I did. Yeah, you did. All right. So there you go. That's how this went. Uh, Hector Santiago <laughs> in his first start back with the White Sox um, after God knows how long it feels like this guy's been here so many times he's like that you know that ex-girlfriend that the White Sox just keep calling back um, you know one last time but you know just can't seem to stop it um, Hector Santiago four and two-thirds seven hits five runs four of them earned walk two he managed to strike out five he now has the 7-11 Slurpee ERA right there. Now I want a Slurpee really bad. Um, That'd be great. Yeah, it would. It would, it would be great right now. Put poor little vodka in there yeah. and uh, wash this loss down. Um, so after Hector Santiago, we got two and two-thirds innings of Dylan Covey, who managed to somehow give up six hits, another three earned runs. He walked <laughs> one, struck out three, gave up a long ball. You know, I'm just I'm I'm so done with the Dylan Covey experience. It's oh unreal. man, I dude, and and that's the bad, the upsetting thing is that you see the guy has the stuff. I mean, sometimes like he's got good stuff, and I I just don't know what it is with him. But I I'm done. I'm done. Chalk it up as an L. I I no more. Just no more for, of Dylan Covey for me either. I I just this guy is getting off. Like how many times can you get the opportunity, right? And get the opportunity, and then it just and do that. I, I'm done. I'm done, dude. You know, and it just seems like every time we think we're done with him, you know, like this was this was that game. You know, I, I referenced you know Hector Santiago was the ex that the White Sox keep calling back. Dylan Covey is the current girlfriend that the White Sox are just completely stuck on. 
He's become the new Carson Fulmer. Uh, Carson Fulmer is still Carson Fulmer. Carson Fulmer is uh, like the side piece right here. So, okay, so they're both they both make Dylan Co So what you're saying is Dylan Covey side piece, Carson Fulmer side piece, and both of them put together equal one major league pitcher. Maybe if that. <laughs> you know, maybe if that. <laughs> you know, uh, who, are you, who are the Sox taking to prom? Hector Santiago, Dylan Covey, or Carson Fulmer? Or a fuse together, Dylan Covey and Carson Fulmer. <sighs> I don't know. I, You know, I probably, I'd probably have to probably say Hector Santiago. At this point in time, Hector Santiago. Yeah, tried and true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at least you know what you're getting. Um at the end of the, at the end of the game or night or whatever, um, so the White Sox decided to put up another good offensive showing, if if you can call it that. Six runs uh, should win a ball game against the Detroit Tigers. It didn't because, as I just read you off some of those some of those stat lines for those pitchers, uh, Detroit managed to score ten runs in the White Sox. Uh, that's not great, Bob, as we like to say. Um, I'm just going to go right out on the record and say that losing to the Detroit Tigers is weak and lame. Just completely it, weak and lame. It's the um, complete opposite of cool and tough. Yes, it's 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 weak and lame, or lame and weak, however you want to phrase it. But, um, you know, one might go as far as to say that it's embarrassing. Uh, and that's exactly <laughs> what I think that this game was. It's, you know, as you're watching this, there were thoughts that were going through my mind. Like, how many years... Has this rebuild taken off of my life? Um, was one of the things that crossed my mind, and I, I'd probably venture to say that at this point is probably three to five years off my life. And games like this probably, you know, remove like about a week, um, you know, at a time. So uh, that stinks for me, but I, I chose to like this team. So I don't know about you, but I'm tired of losing to teams that uh, are 33 and 77. <laughs> it's just it's not a good look man so let, let's get into a few things here um if there's any positive from this game it's that ryan goins is like the best player on this roster right now uh three hits two rbis uh can't, comes through in the clutch after Lure garcia hits uh hits a triple you know i talked about it uh last night and with with johnny and we talked about ryan goins for a long time buzz and Ryan Goins just seems to be an opportunistic type player. Um, and, you know, as we say, that that's pretty cool and tough when you can drive runners in, when you can hit with runners in scoring position. Um, you know, he just seems to be, you know, continuing to prove that he should be on a major league roster right now. And, and that's great. I, I love the fact that he can play a few different positions on the diamond. And when he's up to bat, I feel pretty comfortable that at least at this little stretch that he's on, he's going to get something done. Um, so that's that's really cool. Uh, he's the OPS leader in this lineup that they put out here, which oddly, for some reason, did not include Tim Anderson in the second game. Don't know why that is, but uh, I guess you got to get some outfielders, you know, some at bats and kind of you know throw these guys all over the place here. Adam Engel uh, was in center, and you had uh, Garcia playing shortstop. Um, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't displeased with. Uh, Garcia's play over at short, but you know Timmy's just a, I guess you could say a far superior defender to Garcia, and then uh, Eloy Jimenez, man, um, 
came alive. Came alive in in the second game with the bat, but in the outfield just looked completely horrible. Um, pretty I'm not, much, I mean, pretty much all day looked horrible, but. Right, um, yeah, I'm not shocked by that. Eloy has just struggled so, so heavily in the field, and sometimes I feel like an a jackass when Rick Hahn had made those comments about not bringing him up last year, <laughs> and we all laughed and scoffed it off about fielding. I feel I feel like an asshole. Yeah, I would go back. I would go back and probably retract that statement if I'm if I'm yeah. going to be honest. That uh, you know Eloy probably wasn't ready. Uh, defensively to be in the major leagues. Uh, dude, I, I know, agree with you. Yeah. I, I take are, it back as well. Teams are starting to run all over this guy. There was a ball that was hit to the wall um, that, you know, he kind of pulls up on stuff. I'm not going to say it's lazy, but you just don't see him going full force to pick up balls that go into the corner. And, and, and you know, it's missing cutoff, man. I mean, there's just all sorts of stuff that it just looks like you know, he looks like that kid that you stick out in the outfield on a little league team because he really can't defend, and you just hope the ball isn't hit to him. It's like, like you know, the kid pit, like grabbing, you know, like picking the grass out of the well, ground. Well, and in the here's outfield. the other thing too, to go as, to, as far to say, like, you know, I saw a tweet the other day that he was like mixing it up with the fans over somewhere who were, you know, heckling him and stuff, and it, it just seems like he's so much more interested in being Eloy and like talking to the fans and and interacting with people. That I'm not gonna say it's lack of concentration on the game, but it's almost the the equivalent of the kid that's picking the grass out there. You hope the ball doesn't get hit to him, and when it does, you're like, oh please, like please just you know, don't have somebody who's actually fast running on the base pass right now because they're gonna score every time. How you know? how, how do you think Eloy felt in the field to, uh, in that second game when he saw a fellow teammate there? Adam Angle run full force into the wall in the second inning going for a ball. How, how do you a think he felt? Question. I, I don't know. Maybe he was wishing that he had some some more speed. Maybe he was like, "Wow, uh, I don't know." You know, it's wow. Adam Angle just ran into the ball wall full speed, and someone bumped into my elbow, and I was gone for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to rip on Eloy. He's I probably, love Eloy, man. I yeah, think I he's going to be too. all right. I love him, too. I think just, he's going to be all right, but I think me off. <laughs> he's going to be all right as a DH, dude. Yeah, like, I know. Well, here's the other thing, too. I mean, you, you just brought up injury concern. Dude, I don't want Eloy injured two or three times a year due to bad outfield play. It's just... It, it's... It, it's, it's mismanagement not of assets, man. It's mismanagement right. of your assets. This guy's got – he's probably going to be the best hitter on this team uh, outside of Moncada and potentially Luis Robert. You want him in your lineup every day. You don't want him fielding balls in left field. You don't want him in right field. Um, you're probably going to have Andrew Vaughn up here within a year or two playing first base, splitting time with Jose Abreu if they re-sign him. Um and you know that's that's debatable as we continue to go on and watch what Jose's done, um, whether or not that's going to be worth it or not. But you know, I'm just I feel like the risk outweighs the reward with having Eloy trotting around in left field, responding to fans by doing whatever Eloy does, waving to people like his mom, and I just I want. I want him 
to not be in a position where he's going to endanger himself or others. You know, it's like certain kids just shouldn't do certain things. And as a parent, you limit them from doing things that can get them hurt, right? You, you've got a daughter. Oh, yeah. Are you going to let her run around with a knife? Probably not. No, okay. Well, I don't want Eloy running around in left field because that's what it feels <laughs> like. It's like watching a three-year-old run around with a knife. You're just waiting for something bad to happen, Buzz. So, I mean, that's that's at least the feeling I get right now. It's like I, I just don't want to see you get hurt because it, it's just not good. But that's yeah. – I, I digress. Um, you know, Matt Skoll got into this game, uh, and, and Skoll has just come up with some timely stuff. Um you know, he had another hit today, scored a run. Uh, he walked, which was cool um, to see guys walk because some of this team just really has a problem has a problem walking. Well, walking um, is cool and tough. Walking is cool and tough because getting on base is cool and tough. Um, you know, that's, that's really all I've, I've got out of this one. Um, the, the real problem in this game was in the late innings when the Sox put up a three spot in the eighth. And... Then, for some reason, Dylan Covey's back out on the mound, and <laughs> Detroit scores three more runs. It's like, the White Sox Twitter account just got done tweeting about how they put up three runs to get within striking distance, and before five people liked the, the tweet, Detroit's already scoring runs on Dylan Covey. It's just like, what is happening here? I don't, I don't understand it. It's like, you open your mouth... And, you know, your tongue rolls down and it, you know, it just drops a hammer on your freaking feet because nobody else could have came out there in that situation. Really? Ricky really believed in Dylan Covey in that situation, and you're just going to have to accept that. Well, Ricky shouldn't believe in Dylan Covey because <laughs> nobody should believe in Dylan Covey at this point in time. This is the same guy that they just sent to the minors like a week ago because he was terrible. Yeah, he has joined the, uh, what was it, the relie- Reliever Recycling Program? I'd, I'd skip the recycling and just go straight to the frickin' dump. That's where I'd go with Dylan Kobe right now. I- I'm I'm in a mood, if you can't I'm tell. A, I'm, I'm in a mood. mood. I'm in a mood. All right, well, let's get to the run stopper here. Let's get to the run stopper for tomorrow. The if you don't stopper. have any... Yeah, we got the run stopper we've, coming in tomorrow, we've got man. A run, we've got a run stopper? We do. Stop the bleeding guy. Who? It's Ivan Nova. Oh, yes. There we go. I thought you were going to say Ross Detweiler because Ross Detweiler's our guy. Right. He is our guy. I, uh, Ross Detweiler's cool and tough. Um, so tomorrow's game, we have Ivan Nova against Tyler Alexander. This game starts at 12.10 p.m., so another early game for us White Sox fans. So Nova is 6-9 and nine with a 5.10 ERA. He has considerably lowered that ERA in the second half. Um, 104. 30 and two-thirds innings pitched, 85 Ks. He's let up 24 long balls. Going up against Tyler Alexander, 0-2 with a 4.50 ERA. 22 innings pitched, 18 Ks. Um, yeah, so, you know, just beat the Tigers. Like, what else <laughs> That's do you simple. It just really, it's really that simple. Just beat, beat the Tigers, man. I, I, like, let's not make this tough at all. Nova's been really good in the second half. So I'm I'm excited to you know to see that because the White Sox have won games that their you know promising young pitchers started Giolito started so just keep the you know keep the runs minimal right and 
let's score some runs like we've been doing in this series, and we're going to pick up a W. It's it's really it's really that simple. I, I know it, it. It just doesn't seem like it's that. It, it shouldn't be that hard to to win this game tomorrow. Well, as we know, man, this is it's been a tale of two teams. Like like we said on the socks on tap that we did from the Buzz Cave here. Like we've been saying lately, it's been a tale of two teams. It's it's been the first half White Sox that played way above expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Going uh, up against the post-break White Sox who have, I mean, been even below a lot of people's expectations, below, you know, below their below, like low expectations. So it's, uh, you know, the starts that you've been getting from Nova and Ronaldo Lopez have been just, you know, what we wanted, obviously, the whole time. I really wish it would have been that way in the first half between those two guys. Uh, but they're doing it now, and that's, you know, just hopefully they can keep it up. Hopefully they can keep it up. We need to be, even though we've been struggling, we need to beat the teams that we're supposed to beat. You know, that's, that's, I I don't even just want to go there. We should be beating teams that we're supposed to beat. And we should also be playing in meaningful ball games against teams that are better than us at this stage. Yep. You know, and I think that this is some of the frustration that, that people have, at least I do, is that, in that first half, regardless if we were overachieving, this team, without really saying it, has said through their actions that they want to compete as early as next year. Right. And from from the way that the first half went, it started to give you that light at the end of the tunnel feeling, and then now it's like somebody threw the car in reverse, and that light's like just gone you know and and it's that's the frustrating part and then you've got people on the broadcast team telling us to be patient and you've got the best triple a player in the in the in the league right now (laughs) down there crushing baseballs who is better than half the guys who are on your major league roster and it's just it feels so far away and what I want to see is this team make it interesting and give us back that glimmer of hope that next year might be better. Because while the rebuild is supposed to take time, I don't think anybody's arguing that fact. I am at a point with it where games like Game 2 tonight just make me feel like we have not improved at all since last year or the year before. It's frustrating. It really is. Um, so hopefully, hopefully tomorrow they can start another one of those win streaks and start to build back up because the schedule for the rest of August is not going to be friendly to the White Sox. No, it's not. It's going to... You... If they don't turn around here, we are going to have a lot of depressing socks on taps coming up. Yes, we are. And I know, like, I'm honestly, like, I love getting on the mic and doing this, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not looking forward to watching a live murder slash shellacking every night and then topping up on this mic and talking about it. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. I mean, I'm like, sca- I'm scared, Tony. I know, I know being scared isn't cool and tough. It's weak and lame. Okay. But I'm scared. 
I'm goddamn scared. I'm goddamn. I'm down. Goddamn. Goddamn scared. Yeah, I would be too. Because guess what? You're about to play this Oakland team again uh. that shellacked the hell out of you to start the first, <laughs> the second half, and that team's currently in Chicago and just beat the ever-loving crap out of the Chicago Cubs tonight. You know that that that's that's a good ball club who's really just kind of shoved it to the White Sox at least already this year. And, and you know, you're about them. to you're about to go home after after you play this measly Detroit Tiger team, and <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna meet these guys. So I'm not I'm not I'm not yeah I'm scared too. I, I'm scared yeah I'm scared. Too. Do you have I'm a scared. Do you, well while while we're here, do you have a pick for tomorrow's game? Um. I'm going to go with a guy I've not chose yet, and that's Goins. Okay. That's a I'm, safe I'm a pick. Yeah, it's a safe pick. I haven't chosen him yet, so now the fact that I chose him, um, I'm, I'm on a little bit of a downslope lately. I, I was kicking some major ass in the first half, but like the White Sox, I'm on a downslope right now. And it was, everybody I seem to pick doesn't really come out to perform, but if uh, Goins plays, I'm going to give him uh, I'm gonna give him the nod. There you go. So, I'm going yeah, I'm I'm to go, go, go back to Eloy. You know, I talked enough. And I talked enough crap about Eloy being a child running around with scissors earlier. So, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Eloy. Eloy will go go deep tomorrow. God damn, the Cubs did get shellacked bad. Yeah, they got shellacked very bad. I wonder they how the Cubs on tap guys are doing tonight. Inning. I wonder how the Cubs they on tap it. guys are doing tonight. Oakland scored eight in the second inning against John Lester. Yeah, at least, at least we're not breaking that game down. Oh my God, could you imagine in Oakland? when Oakland's here and you know against the White Sox and if they face like like Ronaldo and he's not on a good day what's going to happen it's going to be bad it's not going to be great Bob <laughs> no it's not it's not <laughs> going to be great Bob at all it's not going to be great Bob Buzz why don't you let the listeners know who our picks are brought to you by and then let's uh let's close this one out before uh before I drink another beer <laughs> Uh, our picks. I'm sorry, man. I just, I'm scared. Our picks are brought to you by SecondCityPicks.com. You can go to SecondCityPicks.com to make cool picks on games in Chicago. So when I say that, I mean they put up these polls and they'll ask you, what do you think the score of the White Sox game will be? You go on there, you put in what you think the scores of the White Sox game or Cubs game will be. If you're if you win, you get a gift card to a fine eating establishment somewhere in the Chicagoland area. You can follow them on Twitter at Second City Picks or go to their website at secondcitypicks.com. Very nice. I, I, you are a professional ad reader. Um, I give that a, an A-plus rating. Thank you. On the ad read scale. Um, far better performance there than uh, than Dylan Covey's pitching performance. So... Uh, oh, God, be... could you imagine Dylan Covey getting time against Oakland? Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> Let's I mean, stop. Make... We're going we're gonna to scare people away. I, I know. It's okay. They're they're riding along with us, man. We've, 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 we've got a loyal, we've got a loyal uh, listener crew that feels our exact same pain. There you go. I hope they're cracking them just as much as we are. Oh, I'm sure they are. And while they're cracking them, they're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all their Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. I would hope so. And uh, that's really all I've got. I was going to close this one out with a little Detroit sucks like I did uh, like I did yesterday. 
But uh, I, I just can't do it right now because if Detroit sucks, I don't know what that says about the White Sox uh, after that, that last game tonight. So let's get, let's go back to the let's go White Sox, and we'll close it out, Buzz. It's always a pleasure right, talking well, to you. Let's go Sox. Let's go Sox.